Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a 501c3 nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC.
by Women in Jazz South Florida, and uh, we're here in Atlanta with rainy, rainy rain pouring down, thundering and lightning, and you were just listening to High Society, recorded by our guest, Doreen Ketchens, calling in from New Orleans, and be sure to go to the show page and read all about Doreen. We're going to bring her in and have a lovely conversation about this fabulous clarinetist and composer. Hi, Doreen. Hi, Joan. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful, except that it's pouring rain. <laughs> it just started. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it, it rained earlier. Well, it rained okay. earlier, but it, it, it cleared up by now. Well, we got the whole thing, lightning and thunder. And, wow, <laughs> kind of like the house of the rising sun. <laughs> so, Doreen, <laughs> first of all, I'd like to welcome you as one of our newest members of Women in Jazz South Florida. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. A lot of people don't understand that our organization is not just about South Florida. It was founded in South Florida, but it is a global network of women, musicians, composers, and singers, and people who want to support us. So tell me. How did you come to music as a child? Oh, well, I grew up in the Treme, and um, there was basically a, a funeral home and a ballroom, you know, on every corner. So the music was everywhere. I mean, you know, here we do jazz funerals, and so there were jazz funerals every so, you know, so many times a month. And uh, like I said, on my particular block, there was a ballroom on every corner. There were four ballrooms. I was surrounded by four ballrooms. And, um, you know, the the music was just coming out of those, um, 
you know, almost 24-7. And down the street from me, a few, just a few doors from me, um, was a, a guy named Roger Lewis who plays with the Dirty Dozen. And uh, he used to practice in his uh, living room all the time. And, um, you know, he used to, uh, I, after I had started playing the clarinet, he used to tell me, you're going to be the first female with the Dirty Dozen. <laughs> So, um, you know, I had the music all around me, but um, I never was really interested in performing the music. I mean, I liked listening to it and everything, but I never was really interested in performing it, never thought about it. Uh, but uh, one day we were, I was in school, I was in fifth grade, and uh, we had a uh, pop quiz, and I wasn't ready for it. And, um, you know, it was one of those oral quizzes where, the teacher starts from one side of the room and he asks one question. And if you get it right, you pass the test. If you get it wrong, you fail the test. Well, I noticed I always sit in the middle because if you sit in the middle, the teacher doesn't really know what you know, you know, kind of, uh, you know, skips over you. If you sit in the front, the teacher figures you know everything. You sit in the back, the teacher figures you don't know anything. So I definitely get called a lot if I sit in the back, you know. Uh, so I sit in the middle. and there were about 30 kids in the class, so he started on the right-hand side of the classroom, and he asked, you know, a question. And I noticed that there were only about six uh, questions. So I figured if I learned the answers, and you know, before he got to me, then I'd be able to pass the test. But by the time the second time around came, I wasn't doing very well as far as the answers, you know, the correct answers. So um, I looked out the window, as I often did, and I said, God, if you get me out of this, I'll do anything. And about a minute or two later, the principal came on the loudspeaker, and she said, anyone interested in joining the band, report to the band room immediately. And so I raised my hand, and so did a lot of other kids, too. But he picked me and uh, went down to the band room, and that's how it started, you know. And I wanted to play a flute, but all the other girls chose flute, so I didn't want to be like them, so I chose the next instrument, you know, to the flute, which was the clarinet. And I'm glad I did, you know, but that's how I started. Okay, and did, did so you studied theory, music theory, how to read and write music? Yeah, I studied it in, in, in school. You know, in elementary school, when they're teaching you how to play the instrument, they teach you how to read. And I went to junior high school where, you know, it got a little more intense, um, and I got a little better at it. And then, you know, I, went, I was really good at the clarinet, so I stuck with it, you know, and I let it actually direct me you know, guide me where I was, wherever I was going. So, you know, I was going to the school that had a really good band uh, department. So I went from my elementary school to Bell Junior High School, and then I went to uh, my senior high school, which had a really great band, which was Kennedy. And then I started getting scholarships to different universities, and so the clarinet has directed my whole life. <laughs> that is supreme. That's supreme. Now, you do compose music, is that correct? Yes, ma'am, we do. Um, me and, and my husband, uh, sometimes it's a collaborative effort. Um, other times, you know, I come up to him and I say, man, you, oh, check this out. And, you know, he'll do the same. He'll say, oh, big, check this out, you know. But, yeah, we, we compose a lot. We don't play a lot of our original music because a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of the times we play out on the street. And, um, you know, people can steal your stuff when you're playing out there. I mean, they have done it already. But 
you know, so we don't generally play it. We we usually record it and, you know, do it like that. But, uh, yeah, you got to ask for Okay. Uh, That's understood. Now, do you write it on a piece of paper or do you just record it? No, well, we we write it down um, because mm-hmm. by the time we record it, we're recording with other um, other musicians. And, mm-hmm. you know, people like to have stuff written down so they can understand the whole form of the piece and everything else like that. I mean, not that they couldn't just hear it and join in, you know, but people like to know what they're getting into. So, you know, we write it down so that when we do go in the studio, everybody's on the same page. Right. And how many songs would you say that you have written? Well, I've probably 10, written... 20, 30, 40, 50, 100. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, my husband has probably written about 100, but I've probably only written about, I don't know, about 15 or 18, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, it's just, that's, yeah, that's all. That's good. 15, 18, that's a good number. And uh, do you have a music publishing company? No, ma'am. Are you with ASCAP or BMI? No, ma'am. <laughs> okay, your assignment is to do the research. I went with BMI first, but then I switched to ASCAP because BMI is Broadcast Music Inc., and it's really about the radio stations. But ASCAP is about the composers. So do a little research. It is free to join ASCAP. You join Uh as a music publisher and as a songwriter. You can put your name and your husband's name on all the music or your name on the ones that you did. This is why I'm here. Now, the next assignment is to get your 18 songs in a song book. Hmm. You know, like Stevie Wonder's song book. I want to see the Doreen Ketchens song book. See, you didn't know you were signing up <laughs> for an <laughs> educational course, but you just did. Oh, like, and I will be um, on you. See, I'm going to see you. On September the 19th in Huntsville, Alabama. And when I see you, I want to know the name of your music publishing company. (laughs) Okay, you got that. (laughs) And now we're going to be at the Alabama Women in Jazz Festival that is produced by my friend Patrice Bivens in Huntsville, Alabama. On September the nineteenth, and what time you what time do you come on? I'm not sure. I think it's either at uh, four forty-five or five fifteen. Okay, well you're not sure, but you should go to our our newsletter, Women in Jazz South Florida dot WordPress dot com, and you're in it. And I'm going to go there right now, and I'm going to tell you. What time you're going to be on, okay? Because that is my job, to make sure (laughs) that everybody knows where our members are and when. Okay? So now you work with your husband, 
who does the negotiating for the gigs, you or him? Well, I talk to people, but, you know, I consult with him uh, first because, you know, I'm so nice. I mean, you know, all you got to do is give me a sob story and I'll play for free. (laughs) But he, on the other hand, uh, puts that in check, you see. So um, I tell him what, what's, you know, he gives me a list, you know, a price list and everything. And, you know, I approve everything. I get everything approved from him through him before, you know, we go forward with everything. So it's a collaborative effort, but I talk to everybody. So who negotiates the money? Well, I mean, I talk to everybody, so they'll be talking to me. But like, if we're, negotiating uh, on the phone, he'll be right here, mm-hmm. and I'll have it on speaker, because like I said, you know, I'm so nice, you know, all I got to say is, well, you know, um, we've had a hard year, and then boom, I'm off the table, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever you say, but he'll say, no, nope, mm-mm, mm-mm. this is it, this is how much it is, and that's that, and that keeps me in check, and it keeps us out of the poorhouse, you see, because I could be this nice, really nice um, lady uh, with no money. <laughs> That's right. Now, you're going to be on at 430 on September the 19th in Huntsville, Alabama. And Jazz and Pink, Gail Johnson's group, will be on at 6 o'clock. So I'm going to get a double whammy when I come there and see the two of you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get one, too, because okay. I'm sure you listen. Okay. So now uh, I'm going to take this image, and I'm going to copy the image URL, and I'm going to put it on your Facebook page. Well, I'll, I'll just put it on. Okay. Uh, let's see. That's going to be September the 19th in Huntsville. Now, I want to say this to you. Learn from your husband, okay? Because there's nothing wrong with you understanding the value of what you do, okay? So you have to see clearly that you are bringing a very special Gift to the world, not only as a musician, but as a woman musician. Okay? So you must understand your own value. You see? You've got to understand your value, and you can't expect someone else to understand your value. If you don't, so I want you to start charging more money <laughs> for what you do. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's pretty good. I mean, and and it's not like I don't understand um, my value because you know I've I've been preached about that too, you know, a long time ago. So I have come to that, um, you know, that appreciation of God's gift. You see. Um, it's just that if, if you know, I'm always trying to help somebody, and there it is. You know, it's that emotional uh, factor and that emotional aspect that uh, sometimes 
you know, uh, takes over. But, of course, like I said, you know, I have these things in place that uh, make it all better. And my wonderful husband being, you know, <laughs> one of the top things in place that make it all better. So, but, yeah, as far as the value, yeah. Oh, look, I, Joan, I kid you not, you know, I wake up, there's not a, a morning that I wake up and open my eyes that I don't thank God for the fact that, you know, I am who I am and I do what I do. You know, it's God has given all of us talent. And some people, they're not lucky enough to find what their talent is, you know. But not only did I find my talent, but I'm able to utilize it and work it and make money doing it. And, you know, people love it, and I love them. I, you know, I'm just so grateful. And uh, I'm going to try my best to continue on for as long as I can, even if I got to, you know, play in a wheelchair and get up for my solos with a cane <laughs> and a walker. I'm going to do whatever I can, you know, to play and to educate, uh, you know, people on this music and its origins and, you know, talk to the kids and get them interested and, you know, just watch them grow and, you know, become these great individuals, whether they're musicians or not. You know, music has this way of touching people uh, in different ways, of course, but touching people and, and, and making things happen, you know, inside of them, whether it's, you know, melting a cold heart or, you know, uh, you know, whatever. But music has this way. I mean, you can be feeling really bad. And, you know, music will make you feel really good, you know. Or you can be listening to some piece and it just reminds you of some things that are just so sad. You know, emotionally, music is a very important uh, thing. And I get to do that. I get to move people. So, you know, I'm going to do that as long as I can. And I'm going to thank God for being able to do it as long as I can. That's terrific. Now, what would you suggest for a young woman coming into the music business? I would say, just like I tell my daughter, though she says she's 12, she she says she doesn't want to be a musician. She's very good at it. So, you know, we're going to have her doing it until we can't make her do it anymore. What did she what play? I tell her, you know, some, <laughs> yeah, she, she's really great. She plays drums. And drum, oh, her, that's yeah. the drummer with the pink drum. Yeah, exactly. Yes, What's ma'am. her name? What's her name? Her name is Dorian. Her name is Dorian Lauren. <laughs> you get it? Oh, Dorian Lauren Ketchens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the um, second. You know, <laughs> sometimes I tell her, you know, sometimes she, you know, she wants, I, I tell her to play a solo or something. She said, no, no, no. You know, she's kind of nervous or whatever. And I'm like, girl, look, cute is out, you know. And I tell any woman, any young lady who's trying to become a, a anything in this world, because you know they they say racism is out, and that's not true. They say sexism is out, and that's not true. You know, people have all kinds of prejudices, and they don't even know it. You know, but that woman thing. You know, um, a lot of guys they don't want to be shot down by a woman. So you know, you can't go up trying to be cute and do things in a cute way. No, you got to be a tiger. You know, you got to be ready to just, or, you know, take your position, you know, and let everybody know. Because, you know, when you come up on stage, you know, people say, oh, look how cute. Oh, look, she got gold keys, blah, 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 blah. You know, and they start the song, and I go, and they go, whoa, what's your name? <laughs> you know? So 
I'd say to anybody, you know, don't don't go into it thinking you can cute your way into anything because that works, you know, but it's not going to get you as far as you knowing your value, just like you're telling me, and uh, knowing your craft and doing the doggone thing because that's what you got to do. You got to demand respect, you know, and demand a position. And if you go at it that way, you're going to have nothing but success. And know that, you know, uh, you're going to be met with adversity, you know, and you're going to have people that are going to smile in your face and try to break you down, but you just rise all the way above that and do your mission. You know, you're on a mission to make it happen for yourself and for others to, you know, clear the path for the women coming behind you or the young ladies coming behind you. So do it. Be a tiger. Don't be a little rabbit. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Well, I, I am going to have you back after the festival. I would love to have and you and Gail and Patrice on. So I want to make sure that the next time you send me some original music, thank you for being my guest yes. today. And I'm going to play your version of the famous song from New Orleans, House of the Rising Sun. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me. Love you. Make sure that you send me your gig announcements every month before the 28th or by the 28th, and please recruit some of the females that you know into our organization, okay? Yes, ma'am. I sure will. All right. Thank you, Doreen. Here we go. Thank you, Joe. In the house 
Bye. 
fun. WIJSF.com Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a 501c3 nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops.